Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by donation from Big Time Fighter number one. He wanted me to cover the topic of Christian women and online dating sites. This is what Big Time Fighter one had to say. I've just recently discovered MGTOW philosophy and I'm slowly going over the fence. I'd like to hear your thoughts on women who are saving themselves for marriage. They would seem to be a viable alternative to the promiscuous party girls so I've always been attracted to them and looking for this type of woman. Lately I've been using eHarmony and Christian Mingle dating sites and have come to realize that these women are full of bullshit. It is a frustrating endeavor as I'll have a few dates with them and we seem to hit it off. Then they will inexplicably cease communicating or give me the slow fade away. Invariably I find them back online with the same spiel in their ads and on their Facebook pages commiserating with other Christian women as to why there aren't any other good men out there, given the fact that I consider myself a good, respectable man, decent-looking, fit, good job, etc., doing the things they churchwomen say that they want. And I was hoping that you could do a video giving your take on the mindset of these types of women and if they are simply no different than feminists in their hostility toward men. Well, big time number one, there's nothing wrong with them not being interested in you. Dating is essentially a numbers game. You've got to go through a lot of rotten apples to find a few bad ones, if you know what I mean. If a woman is not interested and wants to keep looking, that's up to her. And I've found plenty of women that I was attracted to and they weren't attracted to me, or women that are attracted to me, but I wasn't attracted to them. So no worries in that department. I also dated a Christian girl in my late teens for about a year. This was back in the late 1990s when internet dating sites were just starting out and I even found her on Christian Matchmaker at that time. And there was nothing Christian about her. She was only Christian in name. The first day I met her, she grabbed my hand and shoved it in her crotch, if you know what I mean. I had barely spoken to her for 20 minutes and she already wanted to have me do naughty things to her. And this is in a school parking lot where the risk of people finding us was very high and she simply didn't care. Every time I saw her after that, she was eager to strip down and wanted to have sex. I never did end up having sex with her and eventually broke off the relationship because I felt that she obviously didn't want to wait and she was a slut. I was serious about my faith at the time and I also knew that if I had sex, I would be hooped emotionally, so I decided not to do it. There were also too many psycho warning bells ringing in my head at the time. In my relationships after this one, I had sex with those women, so the warning bells came and went, and I paid no attention to them, because my sexual needs and desires blinded me to the situation. In my opinion, male virginity is not valued high enough. But as a man, you must value your virginity, because after you lose it, you will want to have sex all the time. The loss of your virginity means that women can take control of you more easily and manipulate you through sex, especially in your 20s the most dangerous time in your life for a man. Men want to get married the most, typically around the age of 25, and then the desire drops off after a little bit each and every single year. When I broke things off with the Christian girl, she threatened to commit suicide by drowning herself in a pond. Once I had heard that, I knew that it was time to, for me to move onwards with my life and leave this situation far behind. If you're a Christian and believe in the faith, and you commit suicide, then you're going straight to hell. So what kind of faith did she really have? After I stopped seeing this girl, we kept in touch from time to time. 
and she began to see another guy and started having sex with him, and she told me that he pulled out of her each and every single time so that she wouldn't get pregnant. Bad move. After a few months, she ended up getting pregnant, and you're thinking to yourself, she ended up marrying him in some shotgun wedding ceremony to show that she was a faithful person, right? Well, instead, she did the most unchristian thing possible. She went off and had an abortion. Talk about turning your back on your value system. Years later, she was still wanting to know if I was single so that she could come and meet me for a rendezvous. Fortunately for me, I was always in relationships and didn't have to deal with the temptation of seeing her again. And it was quite obvious to me at that point that I was nothing more than a tool to be used for her gratification. In my late teen years and early 20s, I dated women from small towns because I thought they weren't as corrupt or were pure in their way of thinking and seeing the world. I learned that they are just the same as the secular city girls with regards to what they want from life. They all want someone to provide and protect them from the big bad world that surrounds them. And the country girls were more promiscuous, faster, which I could never understand. With regards to being hostile, they have just as much hostility as women that have no faith. The only advantage I found about smaller town girls is they didn't have as many sexual partners as city girls. They seem to have just as much fun, but with fewer men. Some of the women that I've met in the city have had at least half a dozen partners by the time they were in their mid-twenties. The irony about supposedly Christian women is that even when our society was supposedly Christian in the past, Sunday were never the Lord's Day. They were always Women's Day. It was the day when women could dress up their husbands and children in their Sunday best, put them on a horse and buggy or Model T automobile, and then parade them around town like it was time for the country fair. Women were essentially using Sunday as an excuse to show off. It was a gong show and a fashion show. Toronto, the city that I live in, had the largest number of churches per capita anywhere in the world in the first half of the 20th century. Think of the aisles and the churches as fashion show runways, and the pews filled with spectators eagerly awaiting their friends, family, and other churchgoers to walk down the aisle as everyone sized up what they were wearing. And even today in the Baptist Bible Belt churches, they're effectively prayer palaces, where women go to socialize and establish the pecking order, and men are there to be guilted into staying with such women in the future and in the present. Men go there weekly to cleanse themselves of their guilt, and Christian women go to clean their sins and feel like virgins in the eyes of God. A woman can go to Catholic church and get absolution for her sins, and be out riding the cock carousel at Sunday brunch. I find the idea of absolution of sins to be one of the most upsetting things in all of Christianity. You can break the laws of God, be forgiven, and then go out and break them once more. And you know all the good Catholic and Orthodox girls are doing this almost all of the time. The only time in my life I was dumped by a woman was by a Catholic schoolgirl when I was in high school. And one year I even went to a Catholic high school for summer school. And the women there were more sexual and sluttier than those in the public school system. Let me correct that. The public school system girls hid their promiscuity a lot better. They would act all sweet and innocent in public and then try to jump on your bones in private. In the Catholic system, I don't know if it's the uniforms they wear, but they seem to be a lot more loose sexually. Does anyone else have any thoughts on this? Why do the girls in Catholic schools come off as more slutty? Maybe the idea that their sexual sins can be forgiven removes all accountability. This is probably what goes through their minds. On my 18th birthday, it was the devil that made me take off my panties during math class and flash the teacher. 
I don't know. Maybe that's essentially what goes through their minds. When I was in high school, my friends and I would jump into our ghetto Hyundai pony and head out to the Catholic schoolgirls to try to get them to go out with us. We would be blaring music such as the Fugees and Planet Soul with Catholic schoolgirls sprawled out on the back seat. But we also noticed that the Catholic school guys weren't heading out to the public schools to get public school girls. The Catholic school girls were almost always more feminine and smelled nicer than the Wasp or Anglo-Saxon girls. And we all used to remark how they were the ones that were the most cold and bitter heartbreakers any of us could ever meet. Maybe the Catholic girls were so easy that the Catholic schoolgirl guys didn't need to come to public schools to hunt for women after all. But going back to that idea that Christian girls are somehow more pure than the rest of the women in society is kind of a cruel joke. And this is back in the 1990s when I was observing it. I can only imagine the women on Christian dating sites today. And are they really after the nice guys? Big time fighter one sounds like a nice guy. But as we all know, most women don't want a nice guy. Instead, they seem to want a man with demon seed, willing to impregnate them with the child of sin. After that, your baby's head will spin around 360 degrees around its body as it walks on the ceiling, trying to corner you and eat your liver. I know I'm going a little bit far, but you can imagine what type of kids you're going to have with the type of good Christian woman I described above. My advice to you, big time fighter one, is to forget about dating, and if you want a kid, go the surrogacy route, and fall over to the MGTOW side of the fence as fast as you can. You won't regret it either. Anyways, thanks again to big time fighter one for your donation and suggesting this particular topic. Thanks for taking me down a trip through my high school memory lane with all kinds of Christian girls, and how I saw women in the cities as undateable in my teenage years and the ones in the country. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.